welcome to the second episode of the Fortinet 5G Security Talks podcast series. Listen in to learn more about the importance of security and 5G adoption. I'm Jessica Richo, Vertical Marketing Manager here at Fortinet, and I'm really excited to have here today Simon Bryden, who is our consulting systems engineer and IoT expert as our special guest. So for today's episode, we're actually going to focus on securing the IoT ecosystem and look at the impact of IoT on 5G and vice versa. So hi, Simon, I really appreciate uh, you joining our podcast today. And I'm really eager for our listeners to not only get a better understanding of the security impact of introducing IoT devices into a network, but also the repercussions on security that IoT has on 5G and vice versa. And of course, uh, all our listeners would really appreciate your insights into what are the best practices to secure the 5G IoT ecosystem, because these are going to be very invaluable to us. So Simon, uh, before we actually start having the security discussion, I'd really like to get our listeners all on the same page with regards to IoT, because, you know, the IoT trend, it's nothing new. And while IoT, you know, it's been around for well over a decade, the things that are connecting to the internet, they've exponentially increased in the last five years with approximately, you know, 20 billion devices connected in 2020. And there's actually going to be no slowing down in the future, right? So, you know, I actually saw a stat uh, the other day that said we're going to have 75 billion connected devices by 2025. So, you know, we can really confirm that this is clearly a high growth area. So my first question to you then is, can you define for us the things that are connecting? Basically tell us what's IoT, what isn't IoT, and really what's driving this growth, this proliferation of devices? Hi, Jessica, and uh, yeah, thanks for the invitation. So um, IoT is really about giving a, a data connection to devices which maybe traditionally have been isolated and standalone. So for example, we wouldn't normally consider a mobile phone or a laptop to be an IoT device, even though they've always been connected. On the other hand, if we consider a smart electricity meter um, that's now able to connect and communicate, this is really what we would define as an IoT device. In this case, we can see an immediate benefit of not having to send someone to read the electricity meter every few months. But as is very often the case with IoT, as soon as you add this connectivity, new possibilities become available. So the electricity company now has access to real-time usage statistics, and they can start to optimize distribution. They can run analytics to better predict usage patterns. And then in addition, um, more granular charging schemes can be implemented to encourage people to use electricity at different times in order to balance the load. And really, it's this idea of real-time interaction with devices and with the users, which brings the real benefits of IoT. And that's what's driving adoption in so many areas. Uh, thank you, Simon, for really making that clear for us. Uh, so from your description, what I gather from all of this is that with IoT bringing devices to life um, in that you know organizations or users can actually interact with that device in real time, and draw data from it, and then analyze that data via, you know, via statistical or predictive analysis. The value that that intelligence can bring to an organization or user it's priceless, and and obviously the opportunities are endless, right? So, Simon, with such a high value, where is IoT being used today? How is it being used? And most importantly, 
what are the benefits um, that organizations using IoT, what are they drawing from it? So first of all, IoT is everywhere. You know, we can think of consumer IoT devices, so things like voice assistants, connected thermostats, door entry systems, or, or smart infrastructure and smart buildings covering uh, energy management, waste management, building access control systems, fire safety systems. Then we have things like medical IoT, which includes uh, you know, different aspects of patient monitoring, uh, either in the hospital or remotely at their home. Then we have industrial IoT or IIoT. This is a fast growing area of putting connected sensors and actuators in all areas of industry, things like manufacturing, oil and gas, energy, mining, and agriculture. Advances in IoT technologies, IoT technologies are allowing organizations to improve their safety, to increase efficiency, uh, to optimize maintenance schedules, and of course, to reduce costs. Um, and as a final example, you know, connected vehicles, that's a whole subject on its own. Modern vehicles can contain connected infotainment systems. They contain uh, e-call systems, which automatically alert emergency services in the event of an accident. And we see increasing use of telematics, which continually monitor vehicle position and speed. And that can be used for things like fleet management, for vehicle tracking, or by insurance companies to monitor driver behavior. Well, Thank you. And indeed, you know, as you've just explained, actually, the applications for use are very are actually endless. And we can actually find IoT in all aspects of our lives without even realizing it. So you just established for us that it's that interaction with a device and the information gained from it. This is what's driving IoT growth. And this is actually where 5G comes into play, right? Because 5G and IoT are in many cases mentioned together. So you know, I imagine that 5G is important to further IoT growth and further new IoT applications and use cases, but how so actually? And what, if any, you know, is the impact of IoT on 5, 5G adoption? Okay, so for, for most people, 5G is associated with faster downloads to their mobile phones. However, as you correctly say, the real driver for 5G will not be phones. The real driver for 5G will be IoT. So in the past, achieving reliable and flexible connectivity has been a barrier to building connected systems. And 5G brings many different solutions to that problem. Devices don't need to be hardwired. High bandwidth and highly reliable communications are possible with a very low latency. And this means that cheap sensors can be built with a very low operational cost and they can be battery operated. And in addition to that, 5G comes with a very mature set of connectivity services inherited from many years of experience with previous generations, 3G, 4G, etc. And this includes, for example, identity management, authentication and authorization mechanisms, as well as roaming and mobility. And then finally, many recent additions to the mobile standards have been focused on IoT. New radio technologies such as NB-IoT and LTE-M enable lower cost and lower power transmission. New interfaces allow device level information such as location, connection status to be made available to IoT applications. And new standards describing mobile private networks and edge computing allow customers to have more control over their networks and have computation closer to the devices which reduces the round-trip latency for time-critical operations. 
Now, 5G also enables massive scalability that will enable the connectivity of those billions of IoT devices that you were talking about to the mobile networks. And these are all very powerful capabilities that will significantly drive the adoption of IoT and IoT-based use cases. So, you know, to answer your question, 5G is definitely expected to be a major enabler and driver to IoT adoption and growth. Thanks, Simon, and, and for being so clear. But with what you just explained, my alarm bells are, are actually going off. Let me explain why. So you just previously stated that we can find IoT devices everywhere already today. They're being used by many vertical industries, from healthcare to manufacturing to automotive. And the applications of use, they run the gamut from devices monitoring a patient's health to establishing a vehicle's position and speed. Okay. You've also just confirmed to us how 5G is going to significantly increase the proliferation of IoT devices. So my concern here is that because these devices are being used in critical industries like healthcare or power and utilities, and because now due to 5G, we're going to see more of these connected devices and more critical applications of these devices, the cybersecurity element Protecting these devices, it's never been more crucial because the reality is, Simon, that an attack on IoT, especially if it's being used to monitor critical functions, right, can really have a significant impact, to say the least. And the big issue here is that these IoT devices, the market, it's not regulated. And as a result, it's not required to meet certain security requirements, right? So what's your viewpoint on this? And do you agree that there's a cause for concern with regards to IoT security? So that's a very good question, Jessica. And indeed, if you were to read the press, then you may be excused for thinking that IoT devices have some six, some serious security issues. And you know, in, in practice, it varies a lot. If you look at cheap consumer IoT, there's not a significant budget for security. There's not a significant demand for security. And as such, it tends to be forgotten. You don't see too much of it in the consumer devices. But if you take medical IoT, on the other hand, then you can be sure that in that case, security is taken very seriously. The problem is that even there, we've seen many cases in the past where researchers, and in some cases, cyber criminals, have been able to discover and exploit vulnerabilities in these kind of devices. And the reality, unfortunately, is that no device is truly secure. And for that reason, we need a network-based security layer, be it 5G or Wi-Fi, to deliver that visibility and control as to IoT behavior, usage, and attacks. Well, indeed, you know, as you just said, nothing is truly secure. But, you know, with each new device being introduced into a network, the risk just increases because you're just adding a potential entry point for attackers, right? Now, if you add the 5G layer on top of that, in that you're actually connecting these devices to a network that while you know 5G, we've established that it's more secure than its predecessors, it still requires additional security. We actually discussed this point last week um, in the last podcast with Ronan uh, Spirer. And from my point of view, this actually seems like a potential perfect storm for hackers. So with this being said, what are the risks and what are the potential areas of attack associated with IoT? And what security concerns does 5G pose on IoT and vice versa? Okay, so when, when looking at IoT security, there's a number of different aspects that need to be considered. So let's start with the devices themselves. 
IoT devices tend to run on constrained hardware with little or no management interface. The devices are very often not field upgradable. Uh, they may have limited means to determining if they're even operating correctly. They often have limited cryptographic functionality, meaning that they have a very weak or even non-existent authentication and encryption capability. Um, you know, physically, these devices are often installed in, in hard to reach places, underground, underwater, on tops of buildings, um, or alternatively, they could be in public access publicly accessible places. So, you know, devices must be on the one hand able to operate unattended for long periods of time, and they must also potentially be resistant to physical tampering. Um, if you, you can then look at the cyber-physical nature of some I, I, IoT devices, uh, which means that an attacker could potentially cause a device to behave in a way that could cause property damage or injury or even death. Uh, back in 2015, for example, we saw how researchers were able to partially control a connected car over a wireless connection. And what about connectivity? We mentioned earlier that 5G is a driving force behind IoT, but it brings new challenges as well. Uh, new services bring faster bandwidth and support for massive numbers of endpoints. Um, and network operators need to be sure that their security solutions can keep up. Uh, a, faulty, a faulty device update, for example, to a large number of devices could easily result in a signaling storm which could impact the level of service across the whole mobile network if it's not pro properly handled. So finally, uh, the introduction of mobile private networks and multi-access edge uh, enables both the mobile network and the compute infrastructure to be placed <clears throat> as close as possible to the devices themselves. But this puts the mobile network under the control of the end user and allows compute resources to be co-located, eliminating those expensive cloud round trip times. Now these services, they're key enablers key enablers, sorry, of ultra-reliable low-latency connectivity, and that's a key driver in industrial IoT networks. However, the, con the, 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 the fact that we're concentrating those network and compute infrastructure together uh, you know, with this whole IoT infrastructure, that makes it a very critical part of the network, and protecting that is absolutely paramount. So, you know, there's a lot of things to consider, and the result of all of these factors means that IoT devices and infrastructure may soon become a prime target for cyber attackers. Right now, attacks on IoT devices are fairly limited, and this is actually because the return on investment is higher from more traditional types of attacks, such as ransomware, for example. However, this is going to change, and as the adoption of IoT increases, it's likely to become a rich source of income for cyber criminal operations. Thank you uh, for breaking that down for us and for really shining a light on the risks and the impacts. So my final question to you today then is what can we do to protect the 5G IoT ecosystems from attacks and, and reduce the risks and manage the effects? You know, in your opinion, what are the best security practices that you advise? And, and you know what, what does Fortinet bring to the table with regards to these best practices? Okay, so... When securing any system, there are three important factors to consider. So let's take them one by one. Now, the first factor is visibility, meaning having a global view of the system and its components, understanding which devices are connected to the network and whether they are operating normally. 
For IoT, there are extra challenges here because of the sheer numbers of devices involved and the fact that running endpoint agents on devices is often not possible. Now, through the 40 Manager product, 40 Analyzer, 40 Sim, and 40 NAC, Fortinet has a complete solution for the management, the analysis, event management, and inventory management of devices. Now, the second factor is preventing attack. IoT devices often have a limited connectivity needs. Uh, they don't need to be able to connect to, to many different destinations, and segmentation can, can often be used to restrict access. We can also use application firewalls. They can ensure that only authorized protocols and authorized applications are allowed. And intrusion prevention can detect and block any attempts to either scan for vulnerabilities or security holes, uh, and also to prevent any attempt to exploit those vulnerabilities. The FortiGate Next Generation Firewall provides all of these security tools and many more, including a dedicated industrial package that understands all of the protocols and applications that are commonly used in industrial networks. In addition, through FortiGate and FortiWeb, we have a rich set of features to protect the signaling and user planes of 4G and 5G mobile cores. And that includes GTP security, uh, the newer 5G protocols and architectures, um, and also includes things like selective rate limiting of control traffic to mitigate those signaling storms that we mentioned earlier. We can also block uh, malformed or unused messages, um, and then we have a wide range of filtering options for the signaling traffic. For the IoT infrastructure and ecosystem, most communication is going to be via REST APIs. And here, FortiWeb has the capability to ensure that any attempts to gain access or exploit these APIs is detected and stopped. And then the final and possibly most important of those three factors is recognizing when a device or infrastructure component has been compromised. The reality is that despite our best efforts to block an attack, we must always assume that one day the attack will succeed. In general, um, following a su successful exploit, there's a period where the, the attacker will try to get as much information as possible about the environment to try to determine where are the high-valued assets and how best to monetize the breach. And what this means is that there is usually a short window of opportunity to detect the breach, to identify the compromised devices and remove them from the network in order to ensure that the breach is contained and the attack is blocked. Now, Fortinet has a full range of solutions for anti-botnet, compromise detection, user and endpoint behavior analysis, um, all of these things designed to detect infection, to detect those breaches as soon as they happen. And then the 40 SOAR product can take this information and perform automated investigation and response to identify and remove the compromised device before any damage is done. And finally, all of the above security components are integrated through the Fortinet security fabric, which provides true integration and automation across your entire security infrastructure. Thank you, Simon, very much for your time today, for your insights and, and for your perspective on this topic. I've truly enjoyed our discussion and I really think our listeners can all come away from this episode with a much clearer understanding of the security implications of the 5G IoT ecosystem. Uh, you've also established for us the relationship between 5G and IoT, 
and ways in which one is driving not only the growth, but also enabling the vulnerabilities of the other. And you explain to us why, you know, an integrated and holistic security architecture like the one Fortinet delivers is necessary to provide not only the visibility required to see and identify these devices, but just as important, deliver the prevention and detection components required uh, to mitigate the effects of an attack. So to all our listeners out there, hope you enjoyed this episode and please stay tuned for the next episode from the Fortinet 5G Security Talks podcast. Thank you. Thank you.